0: Hey there! Thanks for joining me on Comedy Masterclass, where I interview creators about the craft of writing comedy. Today, I am super fortunate to have the fabulous writer and comedy horror expert Zanandi Botes with me, who I first got to chat with back in episode twelve, and asked to come back to do this very special Halloween episode with me. Because uh, you'll know if you know me in real life that I am quite the little squeamish scaredy cat when it comes to horror even when comedy's injected and it's something that i want to uh, learn more about so just in time for halloween so is gonna come back and share three picks with me i'm also gonna share three and you'll also get follow-up episodes uh next week and the week after with two of the writers of works i've chosen so that's gonna be fun mm,
1: so, that's exciting. Uh, so exciting so exciting yeah uh-huh. you start
0: with one of your picks and ending <laughs>
1: Okay, cool. Yeah. First off, I like, I love that You're so brave and you're so like willing to want to learn more about the comedy horrors and stuff. And I think we've got such fabulous picks. I love your movies. I love that you enjoyed the stuff that I recommended. One is always so scared, like, you know, especially if you're like, like I'm a big horror fan. So, but I mean, I also have like lots of folks and uh, friends and family members. It's always like, so Nandi, I wanna watch some horror, but then it's okay, I don't wanna freak you out or anything. <laughs> so like getting the balance. So it was mm. it's always interesting when someone like for for like this now asks you, okay, recommendations because yeah, it's such a fine line and balance between, like, the comedy and horror. So, mm. but, yeah, I think we've got some great picks. I think nothing yeah. too too scary, too bumpy in the night and such. No. So, yeah. Um, cool. I'll start off with um, ooh, one that's actually a bit uh, um, different, um, Trick or Treat, which mm. is an anthology comedy horror from uh, t- 2007. Starring, oh, fantastic actors like Anna Paquin is in there. Brian, the great Brian Cox is, is, <laughs> plays a grumpy old man has pissed and us as only Brian Cox can. Um, yeah, Chick-a-Treat. It follows four Halloween stories threaded together by Sam, our adorable little chick-a-treating burlap sack wearing mm. demon child thingy. It's such a fun movie. And I think. Like, it falls, you know, under the the comedy horror, but it's very subtle. It's not like mm. this laugh-out-loud comedy or the super scary horror it's 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 a very subtle of both and it's so fun and for an anthology i think it's also so well done anthologies is really like difficult to do and i think like they threaded it so well like uh, um the the whole it's it's all halloween halloween stuff happening in this little town of warren valley um, we've got lace candy and scary school buses and, oh, my favorite horror sub genre, werewolves with a twist. So mm. much fun. <laughs> like, and, and again, it's it's those little subversive, uh, 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 um, tricks that, that they pull that always works in, in both comedy and horror. Um, like you expect something and then BAM! <laughs> mm. It catches you off guard. But yeah, instead of like being, scared it's like woo, okay kind of almost giddy almost Mm. like makes you feel like a kid on halloween getting candy and i think it's such a brilliant halloween movie so i always recommend this one for people this time of year um especially if they're not want to go like full horror you know yeah (laughs)
0: yeah no it was a perfect suggestion because it is like perfect halloween vibes and i think it really helped my brain to have like the puzzle of it like with the anthology i've never seen an anthology. Uh, horror before so I really enjoyed like that gave me a little bit of distance to be like oh how's it gonna fit together oh I saw that character oh are they gonna like the puzzle of it it did make it feel like a game um and then so many other things that were really fun
1: exactly yeah Yeah. I'm glad you enjoyed it because yeah I think it's also it's actually a very underrated movie like a lot of fans of the film it's like why did we never get a sequel this is so Mm -hmm. good um because I think yeah it's 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 got its own little lore you know um uh, already set up within the universe which i think is great so yeah, yeah that's my first it's good and it, and it
0: really did keep me guessing and i kept guessing wrong which is always really fun so i kept kind of guessing what was gonna happen um as we followed uh different characters and then i would guess wrong so yeah very very fun <laughs> i love it and so I'm going to share my first one Life After Beth so a film from 2014 and I actually mentioned it when we last spoke because on the spot you were talking about werewolves and really loving werewolves and you're like what do you like and I was like my first thing that came to mind was zombies and I really do seem to have quite a thing for zombies when it comes to (laughs) comedy horror, I do (laughs) don't ask me why (laughs) but in um, this particular one Life After Beth it's uh, written and directed by Jeff Boehner uh, who if the internet is correct is actually Aubrey Plaza's husband uh, Aubrey Plaza stars in it one of my absolute favorite uh, female performers and also Dane DeHaan is really wonderful playing opposite her as Zach and what I really love about it is I'm okay with like shuffling zombie packs I don't quite like feel like they're going to come and get me but this isn't that it's really it starts a new way with a zombie in uh, quite a domestic setting so still very heightened but also very domestic in that sense that we we sort of see it from the boyfriend who's grieving we see the parents who are grieving and then she comes back (laughs) and I love that concept of what would you do if like you'd lost the sort of young love of your life and then they come back as a zombie or what would you do if it was your daughter and she comes back as a zombie and just extremes that that's taken to so making it sound very existential it's also quite fun but as a kind of interesting sort of poking away at grief and what we do when we're desperate and how we would respond I find it super interesting and for me also I watched it when it first came out back in 2014 and the things that stuck with me, the things I enjoyed when I rewatched it for our conversation. So I really clearly remember a lot of the physical comedy that Aubrey Plaza is absolutely brilliant at. She's brilliant at like disgust and frustration and she's not like the the cute Dotsu one, she's just great at really going with that. So the scenes that I remember of him like trying to woo her on the beach and play guitar and her being disgusted by it or her being like strapped to an oven to keep people safe but then like still trying to fight it and get through the door, those sort of visual (laughs) images Have really stuck with me. So for me, there, I love the um, sort of digging into grief, but in quite an extreme and humorous way.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, we're going to talk about another uh, recommendation of yours that's also in kind of like that vibe. And I love yeah. that. I think it's really, I mean, I, I'm always like hats off to people that can do that, that can take something that can actually be kind of, you know, like really serious and, mm-hmm. you know, make make us laugh and make us feel okay for laughing at it, you know, because that kind of makes you feel like, isn't that the point, you know, yeah. <laughs> like why else are we doing any of this, you know? Yeah. Um, I really love that. And just also what I want to say about life of Beth um, and, and it's like with trick-or-treats it's the same thing. Like, you, you know, when a story is really good when you can actually explore it's so cool that we we see it from the boyfriend, like the angle from mm. the boyfriend, but you could easily have done the movie from the parents' point of view. Like yeah. John Riley and Molly Shannon mm. is hysterical. I love them in this movie. Mm. And I could easily have watched the same movie from just their, like, you know, how they were coping, not coping, <laughs> if yeah. you will. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's just so fun. And that, that's, that's also good writing. It's when, you really have like strong characters and you could actually do point of view from literally any one of them. And the story would probably still be so engaging and mm. you, there would still be enough to say about it. I love it. I love it. It's yeah, And I'm glad really you recommend weapon-y. it again because I haven't watched it in a minute. So it was so fun watching it again for this. I'm really mm. glad you recommended it. It's it's a good one. It's fantastic. Yeah. Awesome. Great. What's your next pick? So for the next one, yeah, this one was the one that I was like, "Mm, I wonder if it's going to be too scary, but uh, yeah, it's so much fun. Uh, Behind the Mask, Mm. The Rise of Leslie Vernon, a 2006 American mockumentary. Um, Yeah, it's a a black comedy slasher that kind of looks at uh, this guy, Nathan Basil plays Leslie Vernon, who is – becoming Mm. (laughs) a slasher killer. Yeah. So this documentary group basically films him uh, during his becoming and he talks about, like slasher conventions and the whole thing pokes fun at that for mm. instance like one of my favorite bits that I really love is when he's talking about how he needs to like be really serious about cardio because mm. you know you always see like the people running away but the slasher slowly walking and and that is hard that is like difficult to still I love like those little like uh, um uh, joking about, you know, the stuff that we see in the movies, um, and how that would translate into real life. And also just the documentary crew, how they get sucked into it. And, and it's, it's fabulous. I am a, a big fan in general of found footage, um, mm. like horror. I mean, I love, I've, i grew up loving documentaries and then i got to watch mockumentaries and i was like wow this is so cool this is a thing i love it and then found footage like happened and i loved that as 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 a sub genre and horror so yeah uh, uh behind the mask is just it's it's some of my favorite things combined and i think nathan basil is just amazing he's got such a jim carrey vibe for me he looks a bit like Jim Carrey. He's got a bit of the same energy going. Very interesting actor. And yeah, I just, I think it's a very fun and clever, but not trying to be clever, you know, like it's not, yeah. Like I don't want to say pretentious, but like you know what I'm trying to say. It's not trying to be overly clever or like oh, like it's just you know kind of it. It, it f- feels effortless the way they did it. And I, and again, props to Nathan Basil, He carried that. He carries that movie. It's really something because that's not easy <laughs> to do. That.
0: Yeah. No, I totally agree with you. Like I was totally transfixed by it and was both like really um like I kept just sinking into it and getting drawn along with you because like you say it's so effortless whereas sometimes actually when I watch different kinds of mockumentaries I'm pulled out quite a lot because it's so knowing and all the looks to the camera and actually I find I um sometimes that gets almost in the way of my viewing or like you say it can almost be too clever but this really did seem effortless and I was like how am I like totally believing this and also (laughs) And also it was quite <laughs> absurd following the logic, but they do a really okay. beautiful job of uh, following the logic of it. And also, like, I was trying to, because I was so into it, I was like, at what point did they stop? It did, like, it stopped being a mockumentary and it actually, like, they right. must have changed. Yeah, but it was such as, like, cause I'm not, not going to say anymore, but it's such a sleight of hand. Like, exactly. I just kept rolling along for it, really skillful. Make exactly. it look so easy.
1: And you know smell. what? You can also watch this movie over and over. It's it's highly rewatchable, even when you mm. know what happens because of that, because it's so yeah. effortless, because it sucks you in, because it does that every time you watch it. It really does. It's so well done. I mean, I think, honestly, since Blair Witch, um, there's been a lot of the found footage stuff. There's been a lot of, you know, like movies trying to emulate that. This was the closest movie for me that came to that, well this does feel real you know mm-hmm. <laughs> like yeah. like that that really like yeah in, it engages you so well and yeah it's just oh it's a fun movie we can't really say much more about it because mm-hmm. there's definitely some yeah. twists and turns and delicious yeah. little nuggets that people need to like see for themselves and experience for themselves but yeah it's, it's a great one and definitely recommend it
0: yeah, definitely. And I agree with you totally about Nathan Bezos. I looked him up afterwards because like, what else has he done? Because he yeah. was just so wonderful. And same for a lot of the cast. Again, we didn't have that thing in mockumentary where um, sometimes people are playing at different scales. And you see almost like when someone comes in and, and the same kind of thing as when a you know a really great performer comes, but they're doing like a little feature in a sitcom and actually their character pops more than the others. This was like, it was really well uh, place so all the characters I was I really believed so even good. though they're yeah really good I won't say any more about that but it was a really fun watch and again I, I hadn't watched any of your picks before so this is quite the education thank you cool, cool, cool. <laughs> yes so my second one another zombie promise it's not a zombie for my third one but second one is another zombie and um this one is warm bodies um I first saw it as a film And it was like long enough ago back in, I think it was 2013, where I actually hadn't read anything about it. I hadn't looked at the reviews online. It was one of those where I was like in the cinema, like in charge of picking the film and just picked it and went in and really enjoyed it just for it being a fun concept. I knew nothing about it before I went in. So it is zombies, but again, it's very much relationship-based. The film itself is kind of marketed now very much as like a zombie rom-com and it is the like romantic relationships at the center of it. But as I always do, if there's a film where I think, oh, that's kind of interesting concept, I go and read the book. And it's based on Isaac Marion's book, Warm Bodies. And actually in that, he's yes, there is like a sensual relationship with main character zombie are and how he's negotiating his new feelings but it's also set in that wider context in the book he actually does like very early on have a zombie wife and adopt zombie kids and it's oh, going through wow. all the motions yeah no oh my gosh it's quite a different framing and it has a very different ending so if if you're Ooh. at all sort of geeky like I am about adaptations it's really worth yes. going back and reading the book I love I think it and it's darker I would say it's I
1: found the book both darker okay. and funnier okay so. fantastic it, that's a great yeah. recommendation then because I was yeah. wondering should I like I enjoyed the film mm. um but yeah I was like wondering you know how, how does it Compare with the book, so yeah, you can definitely checking out the book. Thing. Yeah, so the um,
0: I think things that are similar is that in the book, one of the reasons that I love it and a lot of the humour that works for me is it's very voicey, so it's written in first person, and it is written from Zombie R's point of view, and it does have this really deadpan uh, humour, yeah, lots of humour, and things that we don't see in the film for all kinds of um reasons that's totally understandable for a film they have to take a particular slant on it but the book very much digs into this kind of existential things of what would it be like being a zombie having a zombie wave having zombie kids so there's a scene for example that's in the book that doesn't make it into the film that's one of the ones that I found both the sort of darkest and sweetest where he has his like zombie kids in the back of the car that he's trying to get driving with his new girlfriend in the front seat and they're like trying to bite at her shoulder and he's like kids kids don't bite that (laughs) iron." <laughs> so it's like again taking that like really domestic setting and putting yes. kind of zombie vibes into it um and yeah dealing with like what do you do when you're a, a zombie going through the motions and don't really have purpose and uh, so it's it's interesting and um Isaac Marion is one of the interviews that you'll hear so he's actually going to be next week's show so we'll get to hear about his writing process and what it was like for him creating the book so yeah things I, I picked out from it that I really love is voice and clearly um, even though it's kind of comedy horror-ish I seem to be obsessed by the relationship aspect more than getting chased or <laughs> scared
1: I'm like Are what you? happens
0: yeah with the I love
1: the point of view too I really do I love the first person like it's probably one of my favorite zombie intros ever Mm. So I mean, and it sounds like you're saying the book is very much yeah, more of that. that. So yeah. it sounds like yeah, I would probably really like the book because I do love that. I the ending is oh, uh, the, the the beginning, the opening, like whole sequence thing until basically you know he meets the girl, like mm. that. It's so funny, like just how they live and how they do things and his head voice and it's it's fantastic. It's great comedy um, on this very macabre. Yeah. type of and, like theme and an idea like the, and, <laughs> and the it. book
0: doesn't um dodge things in the way that you have to think about for movies and viewers particularly if you're going to market it as a kind yeah. of zombie rom-com whereas the book doesn't dodge what happens if zombies are trying to have sex what happens cool. you know actually would happen with the dad so actually like it does follow the logic and it's got a bit more scope to
1: be both darker and funnier I think oh I love it I love it mm. yeah that sounds interesting. Great, great recommendation. <laughs> we are having great fun here with our fantastic yeah. recommendations. <laughs> okay, so last one from my side is ah, uh, yeah, um, sure. Like, so this movie, It's Death Becomes Her, mm. that I had the privilege of seeing when I was a kid for the first time. And literally, since then, like, I would beg my mom to rent it again for me from the video store and again and again i've watched this movie so many times and still uh. i still do um multiple times a year it's a it's a it's actually like a comfort watch for me i just i also think like any um theater theater nerd would love this movie because i mean uh meryl streep and a uh, goldie horn and the Absolutely hilarious Bruce Willis. They're all so over the top and so dramatic in this film. And, um, I mean, it's just, it's, it's beautiful to watch. And, and yeah, it's this macabre dark dark, like, uh, comedy horror satire, um, where the horror is mostly more body horror type, mm. um, you know? But, um, oh, interesting thing also, like, a little tidbit on the film. I wrote uh, – I, I once wrote an article for Cracked, also mentioning it, is that it was actually – they used groundbreaking CGI skin technology mm. for the film. Um, that That technology went on to give us Jurassic Park and – and, 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 um, this is just a fantastic movie that I also think it's like when, when people always go, what's your favorite Bruce Willis movie? I'm like, Death become sir?" <laughs> yeah. I just, yeah, I think it's, it's so fun and funny and the acting is great. And the topic is evergreen and yeah, I mean, it's just, I think it's one that, that, that Probably gets overlooked a lot because I don't think, you know, people always think like it's when they think comedy art, I don't necessarily think about Death Becomes Her. But I mean, it's, it's, it's a comedy art and it's a good one. So like I definitely write it up there. I would definitely recommend it for anyone who just wants to have a fun time. And the wonderful Isabella Rossellini is in it Mm. as well. And that's all I have to say on that.
0: (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I I hadn't seen it and hadn't heard of it. I don't know how. Yeah.
1: No. So it was my first
0: watch, watched it with my husband. And I just couldn't believe how long ago it was made in terms of the special effects and I am not someone as we know I'm apparently more just relationship obsessed just all about the people and I don't often I feel like special effects budgets can be wasted on me other people will comment on them and I'll be like oh yeah yeah, I guess that was pretty cool but this I was like (laughs) Oh my goodness. What? Like, exactly. Yeah. When you, like you say the, the body horror and like Meryl Streep's head spinning around backwards and like the special uh, or like Goldie home with a, uh, you know, a hole in the middle of a body. The special effects are outrageous for when it was made. So I yeah. was uh, super impressed. Exactly. And the cast, I was like, how did they get all that cast together? An outrageously mm. good cast. Um, just so wonderful. fun. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I wanted to ask you, um, whether, how you would feel if they said that they were going to do a remake of it, because the themes are so interesting in terms of like beauty and um, sort of women's relationships to their bodies. So
1: interesting. Or would you be like, Oh no, don't touch it. It's great as it is. I actually, as a huge fan of the movie, I would actually be interested to see what, you know, like, like, I mean, yeah. How many years later? Like, I think, yeah, different generations can have different takes on it. And I, that's what's always, like, interesting for me when it comes to remakes is just to basically see how, you know, different generations mm. think about the same topics. Um, so, yeah, I would be down for it. And especially because I think it will actually also just remind people, hey, the original one is great. Watch it. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, it's like it'll be a win-win either way, I think, uh, as, a, as a big fan of the first one. But, yeah, mm. I think uh, – Do you know who you would cast? Oh gosh, Anne Hathaway, probably. Oh, like immediately I'm thinking okay. who can, yeah. can absolutely carry like something big like that. Yeah. Yeah. I Should would be yeah. fabulous. Right. I don't know who else. Who do you, who do you cast? Danielle, let's cast.
0: <laughs> so recasting, um, I normally lazily try and put Aubrey Plaza. Or Jason Statham into everything, doesn't matter oh, what the role is. Yes, <laughs> and then, yes. and then I come back. But yeah, it would be interesting though to see, um, what would be good for like the Bruce Willis character, because he is such a fun kind of clown in this film, but also still manages to be somewhat tragic and not too Absolutely. offensive. So he's very fun.
1: Yeah. yeah. Oh my God. So that- I don't know.
0: I'm trying to think like Chris Pratt.
1: Um, I'm just seeing Jason him now because yeah. <laughs> I mean I also love him in everything that would yeah. be so fun I think that would be a different day completely it would, but, it would. I mean yeah, he's played would. the bumbling like uh, um, guy in Spy falling over mm. his like European shoes all the time and like I mean yeah. he's, he's got a little bit of a bumbling thing happening I can see that yeah. I mean, like yeah. we nerded him up a bit glasses and like mm. okay uh,
0: Okay. yeah just so he's not too much the tough guy yeah
1: <laughs> <laughs> Amazing.
0: <laughs> but it was a really, um, really fun watch. And again, don't know how I'd missed it. So you've pulled, it, pulled a gem out of oh, the sense of, of time for me. Thank you. That makes me Sorry. happy. <laughs> yeah. So my final pick, I picked mm. Spontaneous. Yes. Again, I watched it in a 2020 film, but again, based on oh. a book. So I did see film first, thought it was a super interesting concept. Um, The kind of framing of it is human combustion, but obviously that is like a metaphor that can stand in for so many things. And it's based on the book by Erin Starmer. And uh, my interview with Aaron will go out in two weeks' time. So we get to hear about his uh, take writing the book. And I really loved the book. Um, I do love the film too. I think it's interesting. but And and there's a lot that crosses over. So I think the thing okay. that I liked most about the book, one of the things I love, several of the things I love, again, voice, same as Warm Bodies. I'm a sucker for really strong voice. And again, it is first-person point of view. And we really get... Mara's voice written in a way that's um, quite refreshing for like a female teen protagonist in that it's not super cleaned up, but she's also, she's just so well-rounded and to me it felt really truthful in terms of her response to trauma because uh, we've got all the the kids literally uh, blowing up in the school, but also, you know, we can, it doesn't take much for stretch to imagine what other situations that might be like. So we get to hear her sort of very sarcastic, deadpan responses to trauma and also we get to see from a lot of the rest of the cast um their takes on trauma too in a, in a really beautiful way and at the heart of it there is this really sort of sweet uh, relationship love story that's emerging but in a way that doesn't feel at all sappy uh, so really interesting too in that Erin um talked about Brian Duffield who is the screenwriter and director and he refers to the film as baby's first horror so that's probably perfect for me <laughs> and um, apparently Brian said that you know if you can deal with the first couple of minutes of it and deal with the kind of level of blood and gore that's in the first couple of minutes you're going to be good for the film and that's also true for the books it like literally starts with a bang uh, sort of no pun intended but it does in that first chapter but also in this very voicey way but there's something about the way that the the humor is uh, written that made me kind of be able to still relax into it and it's not like the menace of things getting worse and worse and worse and worse things do escalate but again if you can cope with the first chapter cope with the first couple of minutes in terms of what it's dealing with then you're good for the film and there's actually a lot of sweetness in both the film and the book in terms of seeing those relationships and a lot of humor and honesty I think in relation to how humans deal with uh, trauma and in their very different ways those were some of the things I loved about it
1: so I never this was the first time that I watched spontaneous and I immediately wanted to like message you and like oh my gosh Danielle I love this movie but then I thought no I'll keep it I'll keep it for our little (laughs) chat oh gosh and I mean like so yeah uh, like Brian Duffield directed and I mean I love his stuff I love Mm -hmm. Underwater I love Love and Monsters I love No One Will Save You that just came Mm -hmm. out it's my favorite horror movie of the year so far so I'm so happy that again, you recommended this one that I could see it for the first time because what, Oh, oh my gosh. Like so, so much fun first and foremost. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It escalates yeah. and it gets real sad and like it's, it's got a lot of hearts and it's got a lot of real stuff and you feel for the characters and fantastic characters. Like the, yeah, the mm-hmm. two leads are just beautiful. And, um, which makes you care about them, which makes you feel all the things it works. But I mean, I laughed. I laughed so much from the beginning, obviously lesser by the end of it, but (laughs) like I laughed a lot in the beginning, that first funeral of the first girl that died. Mm. And we have the shot of her Mm. dad at the car, like looking at the decal stickers, stick figures, families and starting to scratch off one of the kids I had to pause to just stop laughing. That was so funny to me. Like, you know, it's like, you never think about, you know, th- those type of situations. And I like that. I like when a movie does that. It's when, when it, it makes fun of a, a thing that you, should I be laughing at this? But it's also mm-hmm. like, wow, well, you've never thought about it like that. You know, it makes you think differently about even the silliest, smallest thing like in 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 such a serious situation where it's a funeral and grieving and dad just dad just lost his his kid but like okay what do I do with the sticker now on my car that says I've got the kid it's so like it's, it's very gallows humor which I do enjoy because again it allows you to to laugh at the serious stuff and and to think about it differently and but, yeah, I do love the concept, and I, I, I'm also definitely going to – I've got a lovely Christmas list of books mm. that, that um, hubby can buy for me this year for Christmas, and, yeah, Warm Bodies and Spontaneous are both on that list now. So thank you for yeah. that.
0: Yeah, oh, <laughs> Amazing. So that will be great, and you'll get to hear interviews yes. with um, both Isaac and Erin. And, yeah, as, as you say with those characters, um, I think it was Chris had – who said right back in episode one of comedy masterclass that when you're writing and you're writing characters that like you really want to be like writing for a star, like you want to write the kind of thing where someone would really like want to bite your hand off to play it. And that's how I feel about the characters that Aaron's created. And I think Catherine Langfield and Charlie Plummer who um, play Mara and Dylan are just so wonderful. And again, it's so nice that like, we talk a lot about, tropes and I think tropes can be so interesting in horror and comedy it can be so fun to play with and then we also in our last discussion we talked about some of their sort of portrayals of females that we'd like to see shaken up a little bit and I think uh, this is a case where Erin has done a a wonderful job of creating a really strong interesting female protagonist who's also uh, super flawed in that she's superhuman dealing with uh, grief and literal horror So, wonderful job in the writing. And it's been such a lovely pleasure to get to speak with you today. Thank you so much for your picks. I really appreciate it. I really, really had fun watching them. And any final words from you, Zanandi, before we wrap up today?
1: Yeah. Final thoughts. Oh, I just love comedy horror. There's so many more great titles that we can recommend. Werewolves Within, Jennifer's Body. It's just Mm. loads and loads. And, and yeah, I love that more people are talking about it because genre, like horror as a genre has really grown. And I love that there's interest from people who aren't really into horror. That's like, but I do want to like, kind of, you know, get it. And there's so, so many fantastic movies. It's not that scary, but that is really great. Gives you fresh perspectives, like on different characters, on different themes and different genres, like with sub-resort genres within the genre. So yeah, I just like, it's very exciting for me that people want to talk about like comedy horrors. And yeah, thanks for like having me on and having me share just my fan I feel like such a fan, giddy fan, like, ooh, I love these horrors. (laughs) But thanks. Yeah. And where should people go to find out about you and your work? um, Social media is probably still the best place. Um, Mm -hmm. I'm still writing for Cracked and I'm, uh, like, doing uh, a lot of comedy horror and Mm -hmm. other horror um, podcasts on movies, films, and flicks that people can check out. But, yeah, I think, like, Zanandi on Twitter – Um, and I'm on Blue Sky. I'm trying Mm -hmm. Blue Sky. We'll see what what next app comes next for us all. I. (laughs) Yeah,
0: I feel you. If nervous. I wasn't
1: a writer, I wouldn't have cared. But yeah, yeah you know. <laughs> yeah.
0: Well, thank you so much for introducing me to three completely new movies. Uh, what a delight. I feel like I've had a proper Halloween education. And listeners, I hope at least there's some out of those that you might like to try and explore. You're probably all braver than me, but I think there's something in there for everyone. So thank you so much, Ananda. You're awesome.
1: Oh, thanks, Danielle. Have a happy Halloween.
0: Oh, (laughs) thank you. I shall.